Hello and welcome to the Yuha UP podcast. My name is Yuha and no, that is not a stage name. This is a fitness podcast where I try and help you along your fitness journey, often using mobility interventions to help you break through barriers or plateaus you've been struggling with. And if you're like me and believe that improving joint health should be a part of your routine, this is for you. Hey everyone, today I want to talk about an article that I just found on nature.com called Feeling Fit, A Little More Sweat Could Still Help Your Heart. And it talks about if there's an upper limit for exercise or an upper limit for a cardiovascular exercise. And I think that we can learn from this, so I want to read this short article and then I just want to give my uh, opinion on it. So data from nearly 100,000 people find no upper limit to heart benefits of increasing levels of exercise. Regular exercise boosts good health. Now, research shows that as physical activity increases, benefits to the heart do too. Even dedicated fitness buffs. Terence Dyer at the University of Oxford, Oxford, UK, and his colleagues studied 90,000 211 people who agreed to wear a lightweight motion sensor that collected data on their physical activity for seven days. The participants were followed for a median of five years. Wow, that's a long time. During which time 3,617 were diagnosed with heart disease. Oh, that's unfortunate. So out of the 90,000... A little bit less than 4,000 were diagnosed with heart disease, okay? Across all genders, there was a direct inverse relationship between the amount of physical activity and heart disease risk. The authors found no upper limit of the benefit that was accrued from increasing exercise. The most dedicated exercisers fared better than all participants who did less physical activity, even those who engaged in relatively large amounts themselves. The authors say their findings hold even after accounting for differences in other factors, such as socioeconomic status. They also say their data sets records, physical activity more reliably than do those used in other studies, which asked participants to use, which asked participants to complete surveys about their exercise habits. So that does make sense. You're going to get a more clear the data is just going to be more accurate when you're looking at when you're looking at information from a lightweight motion sensor versus someone just filling out a survey and saying how much exercise they did. So, what do I think about this? Where can people uh benefit this from? I think people can definitely apply this to things like walking going for some jog, you know, just like in general, just like if you're going for, if you're swimming, if you are biking, if you're going for runs, if your goal is general, just health, then this article is really uh, a pretty good indicator that there isn't like an upper limit to uh, heart health. If you're, that being said, if you're training for a certain event, if you're training for a marathon, there are probably specific steps you want to take to be ready for the marathon. Similarly, if you're training for some weightlifting event, there are probably things that you want to do to be specifically ready to peak 
on the day of your event. But if you're just talking about heart health, if you know, if you've trained three to four times during the week day and it's the weekend and you're wondering what you should do during your rest days, there's no reason why you can't go for a walk around the neighborhood. There's no reason why you can't go for like a leisurely bike ride. When you go for a bike ride or for a run, it doesn't have to be anything like super serious. It can just be going around the block a couple times, hopping on your bike and riding around the community. Maybe there's a water front area or a bridge or maybe there's like like just like a nice forest that you can bike through um so when it comes to heart health yeah you know bike to your heart's content run to your heart's content um i'd say the only limit is if you're doing something like running uh that falls under like the standard training model like if you're doing something like a sport like hockey running cycling the exception that i will say is if you do not have externally trainable joints then you might want to put an upper limit on how much you're doing these things and when i say externally trainable joint i mean like two things so your joint a joint an articulation you know your shoulders your hips your elbows your ankles they can either be internally trainable or externally trainable and if you're joint is externally trainable what that means is your joint is healthy enough your joint has enough workspace degrees of freedom active range of motion your joint is healthy enough where you can do activities and not get maladaptation so for example if your joint is internally trainable then that means that your articulation is not healthy enough to do weighted exercises without having maladaptation what do i mean by that if you're if you're if you're afraid that your ankle isn't going to be able to keep up with like running for 30 kilometers during a week well then i would say that your joint is internally trainable and you should probably reduce the amount of running you do until you build up the capacity that ankle to handle more running if you like doing running just be aware of the demands that it has in your joints if you're whatever you're doing swimming cycling just be aware of the demands that that activity weightlifting whatever just be aware of the demands that it has in your joints and um from a heart health perspective, this article is really, really helpful and it should be really encouraging to people that, you know, hey, let's go for an extra run. Let's go for an extra bike ride. But I just want us to remember that if you read articles like that and you ignore your bad ankle and you go for a run, then you may be, huh, pun not intended, but you might just be running a risk of injuring yourself. So you want to always apply common sense of the things you read this may be applicable for a lot of people but is it applicable for you if you're coming off of like a hip replacement then you want to apply common sense and say you may not be ready to do unlimited amounts of high impact running uh there are other things you might want to do so so i would just say um keeping today's podcast short is there an upper limit of running or cardio or things like that for your heart health seemingly not i think if you're just an average person who just has average goals just wants to be healthy play with their kids lower their blood pressure 
drop a couple of pounds, etc. If you would put yourself and consider yourself as like one of the more, um, well, there's a term for it, general population. If you would consider yourself to be part of the general population, then just be aware uh, that no matter what cardio you choose to do, there are specific demands of the joint. Uh, but if you do have externally trainable joints and you can do it, then run to your heart's extent. So this is everything that I want to talk about today. If there's another topic that you want me to discuss in a future podcast, I'm going to leave my information in the description of this podcast. If you like it, please read, rate, review, give this five stars. I'd appreciate that. And I will talk to you in the next episode.